Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Recording on Thursday morning, Jordan Burnfield is not here. Beto, you want to speculate on where Burnfield is? I'm sure. I'm assuming he was out on an all-night bender. I'll just say that. Either that or he's just still just pondering how the, the Cubs were able to have some good luck. Well, bad luck for Jacob DeGrom, get him out after three innings, but then not be able to do anything with it. So I'm not sure. One of those two things. Probably uh, nothing to do with his like infant child, you know. Yeah, see, I, I put it all on Matilda, and clearly Matilda is not coming correct here on this Thursday morning, and it's rude to blame a two-month-old or whatever Matilda is. At this it's rude of Matilda, I think. Uh, correct. Jo- your dad has a podcast to do that gets at least 322 clicks per week, and uh, depending on how much I embed it in articles, and we have our diehards, and we love you. We really, really love you. Um, and, and of course, this podcast is going to the moon. Uh, but Burnfield, you know, Dad Burnfield was just disrespected. I mean, straight on by Matilda. And for that matter, uh, where's Deanna in this mix? Mama Burnfield, she's got to know that this is the most important thing in Jordan's life. I don't understand the the ladder of priorities that the Burnfield family has. I just don't get it. He texted us just now, by the way, and said, be on in a second. Right, right. Not pal. in the, not in the a, pal, but he, be on in a second. Six minutes late is pathetic. Yeah, that, that, that's not that's like Carmen. Ninety six. You're going nowhere. You, that's not that's not going to work for this. No, podcast. It's, this is like last last podcast. Carmen blatant lies saying that he left tickets at will call and he didn't leave tickets at will call. This is just like that. I, I I conveniently forgot to tell David Kaplan about that podcast. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna let that one just die out of the uh, podcast ether, if you will. Uh, we are in a tad bit of a crisis here, Beetle. You sweep the Cardinals, and then you you're on the verge of getting swept in four by the Mets. They lost the first three, can't hit anymore. Uh, everyone's screaming, where the hell's Matt Duffy? Where the hell's Nico Horner? I'm one of those people, by the way. Where the hell's Matt Duffy? Where the hell's Nico Horner? It's that's not exactly where you want to be in life, but uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, you saw it, you could see it coming just based on the fact they weren't hitting to your point. So Brian's been struggling a little bit, which was going to happen. Um, they've been banged up and they don't have the depth. Some of the other teams do. They've been able to win some games you guys hear me? during we can. We're Beto's in the middle of a big thought on the Cubs collapse and we've been speculating on to why you're late. So just hang out and we're going to get the full details. Uh, did you finish your thought, Beto? 
Uh, pretty much. I mean, I, I just, I'm not totally surprised. They were going to go through this stretch. They were going against good pitching. It's not going to be easy for the next couple of weeks either, but they don't have a ton of depth. They got to get healthy. Bats got to get going. But more importantly, I want to figure out what's the deal here. Yeah. Uh, Beto, uh, I mean, Burnfield just showed up seven minutes late to the podcast. This is somebody who went to Syracuse, was the assistant program director at WAER, was uh, or currently is one of the prime guys that you'll see on ESPN, NBC Sports, Chicago, uh, whatever other networks that Jordan Burnfield pops up on. But for some reason, uh, he was, he's late to his most important job, which is this podcast. Uh, Jordan, I speculate. That includes being a dad, right? That yes. job list includes being a dad. I speculated yes, that, that, that was spoken by a man who's not a dad by putting all of those things ahead of being a dad. <laughs> Burnfield also, by the way, not on his microphone today. The sound is not going to be as crisp, which should, should really bother Jordan Burnfield because he loves good sound. Beto and Carmen sound great. Burnfield does not. Do. Um, but here, here's the thing. Uh, I put this on Matilda. Clearly, this is Matilda's fault. She wasn't acting correct today. She didn't have her priorities straight. I also blamed your wife. I'm assuming I'm correct. Uh, well, I would not put it on Deanna this morning because she had already left for the office. But um, I would say that, you know, I had to make sure that Matilda and the nanny were all situated correctly. And then that was keeping me uh, a few minutes behind. So my sincere apologies. But as uh, as Beto can attest, because he has been doing this, obviously, for years more than I have. And I am now learning as a new father, whenever you have something scheduled, it really does not matter. What matters is whether your child is completely accounted for, then you become available for things. So now I am, uh, I am on my way to a volunteering event for work, which I know, Carmen, you will be at later today. But I'm doing the morning session, so I will sadly miss you. But that is why I'm seven minutes late. late. And my uh, my my apology is sincere. You you know what I got out of that, Beto? I and and this is somebody, by the way, who has kicked the parenting cur uh, ball down the line. Uh, maybe I'll be a first time dad at sixty three. I'll uh, um, I don't know <laughs> Char Charlie Chaplin or something. But uh, I'm hearing neurotic father. I'm hearing a guy who just couldn't relax into the nanny being there. Had to make sure that the doll was in the right spot. Needed to make sure the bottle was properly situated in the fridge. Uh, I got neurotic diet out of that one. I don't know what you got. I'm thinking about the situation where you got to make sure the, the, the kid is accounted for. I think in most situations, yes. But are you telling me that if we have like a bases loaded ninth inning situation, oh, one run game, such Matilda feces everywhere, you changing her out of the, out of the diaper immediately with the Cubs having a chance to, to walk off. No, the, the feces stay in the diaper for a little bit longer until somebody breaks it open, the Cubs walk off, you, then she could get changed. Great point. Now, you know what I will say is that at, at 11 weeks now, she, like, if sometimes when we're on, and I'm sure, Beto, you've had many experiences like this, she'll be, like, on her play mat, which is underneath where our TV is, and she'll, like, look up at the TV, and she's mesmerized, right? Because, like, kids are so interested mm -hmm. in a TV and so I like to think in my mind that she's mesmerized because the Cubs game is on, not just because <laughs> there are these amazing moving pictures in front of her that she wants to figure out what they are. So I keep thinking like, oh, you're mesmerized by the Cubs game. And so like last night, uh, Deanna was playing with Matilda and I had the game on in the background and Matilda's looking up at the TV 
And Deanna's like, oh, wow, Matilda, you're so interested in the Cubs game. And I was like, I don't know. I, she must be a Mets fan because this game is not going very well for the Cubs. Let, let, let me ask you a question. This is mostly in all seriousness. Who would you rather have up at the plate? Matilda or Jason Hayward? <laughs> I, I might... Honestly, I think I'm going Matilda. Yeah, the strike zone's really low. You have it's very really is. small, right. so you, you figure that she'd find a way to coax a walk here and there. Exactly. Right. I mean, I would imagine her on-base percentage would be incredibly high. I mean, Hayward has walked five times this month. He's hitting 077 for the month. He's got two hits and 26 plate appearances. Now, I know that Matilda can't get a hit, but if she could just hang out in the batter's box, I think she might get on. Uh, what is he? So he's had five walks. So that means he's had 31 plate appearances. I give Matilda half a chance of being on eight times to, to Hayward seven, honestly. I you know, agree. I mean, I, she grips things really well now. I think she could at least hold a small bat with one hand. And, uh, that's better than Hayward, so I, I'm going Matilda. Definitely going Matilda on that one. Hey, David Ross, stop playing Jason Hayward. What do you think? Anybody? I, I, I so you know me. I'm. A, I've always been a Jason Hayward guy, and I think he's had a couple of good years. Not worth the money, but I think he's been better sure. the last couple of years. But that being said, right now I feel like they almost have to play him because they're so banged up. But when everyone's healthy you can't look at the contract and his past work and say, can't say, Oh, at least like defensively, he's going to give you a huge boost because he's lost a step out there. Right. So if he's not defending at an elite level and he's not, he's doing what he was doing hitting wise in 2016, 2017, you can't run him out there. He can't, he can never play against lefties. And then even against righties, I think until Patrick wisdom comes down to your mean, your mean Mercedes level earth, He's got to be in the lineup, and Chris Bryant's got to be in right field, or somebody's got to be in right field, not Hayward. I don't want to pick on Jason Hayward because it's been one of my tried and true since he signed here. That's a lie. You want to pick on Jason that, Hayward. You're right. Yes, you're right. You, you, that is one of your pastimes. Okay. You enjoy picking okay. on Jason Let, Hayward. But I will say, I, I didn't want to make this too negative, guys, but like I was thinking about this last night because these are the insane thoughts that run through my head in the middle of the evening. I can't think that there is a worse contract in Cubs history than this one, right? I, I mean, it just, if we're looking at it objectively, the peak of Jason Hayward has been meager at best. And you look at Soriano's deal, which I hated the second they signed it in 2007, at least at the beginning of Soriano's contract, as bad as that contract was, he put up numbers that were requisite with his yeah, career. But Jason Hayward has never put up numbers that the Cubs, I mean, even, even not, let's forget what they thought he was going to be because they were obviously wrong about that, but he has never had a season as a Cub that even matched like what he did with the Cardinals. How many times have you sat up, up at night? Like I did last night, Jordan, and I'm, I'm laying on the couch after his one at bat last night where he looked absolutely positively horrendous. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And so I'm sitting there going 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21. So two more. It's two more years. Right. But, you know, it's <laughs> it'll, never, as, it'll never end. And I did last night. I that is, though, yeah. As bad as that is. And I agree. It's bad. Like at this point, you've paid almost all of it out. So the way I look at it is, and I don't know if you guys agree, but it, like at this point, it's a sunk cost. Like what Vito was saying before, 
you, you, at this point, you've paid what he signed for 184. So you've paid what 130 of it already. So like, it is what it is. If you don't play him again, you don't play him again. If you, if you cut him, you cut, I mean, like, I'm not saying they're going to cut him, but my point is the best days are behind him. It hasn't worked out. You're on the hook for the money anyway. No one's going to take him. So it's just, I, I think that at this point, you just have to forget what, what he's owed. The luckiest part of this whole thing is that we had a pandemic season where you only had to pay him for 50 games. That was a miracle. But that was his best season, though. He, he hit well last year. He actually year. was pretty that good That was probably his year. best year. Yeah. In 2019, he, wasn't, he was solid before they put him in the leadoff spot, too. But I, I've always been like, you can play him, but he's got to be that gold glove elite right fielder. And he's good, but I, you know that's starting. He, he's past his prime defensively. So if there's better players, you can't look at the contract and say, well, we got to run him out there every, every day against righties. But I don't know, as far as the contract is concerned, Hayward's Soriano was a better player. But Soriano's contract always makes me laugh because the Cubs outbid themselves for him. And then secondly, I think of like way less money but maybe a worse deal just in the, the retrospect because of how bad it turned out. But that Milton Bradley, he only was, was a year deal. That one stands out to me because that dude is was something else. I, I, Can uh, I give you a quick Milton Bradley story, by the way? I love so, all Milton Bradley stories. One of the first games that I ever covered uh, as a professional. Oh, he screamed uh, at you. And he, he didn't scream at me per se, but like, so, you know, Dave Ennett sends me out to a game and I'm, and I'm putting professional in big air quotes because I'm like this kid that has no clue what I'm doing, right? But sends me out to the game with the credentials. So I go out there and I'm, you know, as Carmen would mock, I'm, I'm WAER, I've got my notepad, I've got my recorder, I've got everything, I'm ready to go. And like, I'm in there after the game and Bradley had one of his, you know, signature meltdowns. I don't even remember the specifics of what happened during the game. I remember I was shaking walking back upstairs to the press box because, like, I had asked a question. I don't even remember what the question was, to be honest, but he gave a terse answer like he gave to everybody else. He's screaming at all of us. And I'm like, oh, my God, he did not like my question. I'm never going to be sent to a game again. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. I like, I like, I had full on bird field meltdown and I'm like 23 years old and I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm never going to get to central game. I got to go to a game. Milton Bradley yelled at me. It's over. And then I realized he just does this to everybody. And the next day he had another meltdown. And I think then Hendry gave him one of those, like Milton, you're going to sit out with a mysterious injury for 10 days. Cause you need to cool off kind of things. There's so many layers to that story. It's just absolutely incredible. <laughs> Number one, the fact that you probably actually did a great job. Uh, so you should have been, you should have been celebrated the fact that he yelled at you. Number two, the, the whole notebook thing. Thank you for bringing that in. Cause that's just amazing. I could see a young bird field in there. He's all hungry. He's got his notebook. I thought I was like Ed Murrow in there. It's you, like, take you, it easy. You don't need your notebook. Yeah. You were like, screw you, Paul Sullivan, Mark Gonzalez, whoever the hell was covering the Cubs for the Sun Times at that point. Mike Kiley, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gordon, I'm getting the scoop. Burnfield's here to save the day. I'm going to ask Milton the question, and Milton's going <laughs> to. I, I love every bit of that. And uh, my story around Milton that I, you know, I got to do a couple. Uh, White Sox pre and post over at NBC Sports Chicago. Thank you for having me, NBC Sports Chicago. It's been fun. Um, hope to do it again. And they, you know, Ozzy's telling a story 
where they're the Sox are playing the Cubs and everyone's drilling Lou Pinella on Milton Bradley and Pinella calls up Ozzy and it's like, look, can you just say some crazy shit today? Because I, I got to get the media away from me. I can't talk about Milton Bradley anymore. So will you please say something? And, and Ozzy loves Lou. So he did whatever the fuck, whatever he said, which I, I thought that was amazing. Will you That's just awesome. say something? I can't talk about Milton Bradley anymore. I cannot take look, one more question look. from Burnfield on Bradley. I need I need Milton Bradley as a marquee analyst. That's what I need right now. <laughs> Three man booth to Boog J D M B right in there. Breaking down Cubs games. Man, I did not know that this the the direction we were gonna go today, but I am here for it. You know what I, I do hate the Mount Rushmore sports arguments, but Milton Bradley definitely is in the bottom is is on the Mount Rushmore of bad Cubs contracts, and Jason Hayward is on there too. Hopefully, six feet from Milton Bradley because I mean it's just it's not it's not a good contract. There, I, listen, and Vito and I, I, I mean Vito, you would agree. Like you and I have defended Jason Hayward's totally. abilities for most of this contract, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have value because I believe that he. I understood the idea of signing him. I understood why, you know, what, what they were projecting and what they were looking for. It made sense at the time. It has not worked out in any way, shape or form. The guy is a great defender. He is a good, you know, base runner. And great he made speech. a $184 million speech that helped them win the World Series. But otherwise, he has sucked. Objectively sucked. And you can't put it any other way. All the signs on Jason Hayward were there before they signed him. He had an unbelievable rookie year. Then they figured him out. He hits 227. He, he was up and down. He never he never came anywhere close to 300. His best OBP before coming to the Cubs was 359. When he was a free agent because he came up so young, to your right. point, he they were trying like, oh, this guy's going to get better. And he had shown that in 2015. And the Cubs were not alone in that bid. But apparently, reportedly, he took less money to join the Cubs over the Nationals. Right. So they weren't alone. Yes. So I get it hasn't necessarily worked out, but it wasn't like they were doing the Soriano bit against ourselves paying for past performance. When he signed, the first guy I talked to was like bad swing to so many moving parts, never going to be consistent, said it like instant. I'm like, this guy sucks. When he was up for the Braves and or the Cardinals, I never feared him. Never. Like, oh, no, it's Hayward. Like, but he did homer off of Arietta in the playoffs at 15. Yeah, that was a bomb to, le- to left it was center. A bomb. Listen, it wasn't good. And what also infuriates me when it comes to Hayward is that two nights ago when Wendell Kim, I mean, Willie Harris, uh, set the runner home that got thrown out at the plate, he should have known that Jason Hayward guaranteed was going to ground out to second to drive Stop for the second. Even the run. The next bat. Because 96% of Jason Hayward at bats are topped ground outs to second. So you have to anticipate that that was going to be what was going to happen. That, that's another right. one. Hey, hey, David, David, David Ross, just just tell him to bunt down the third baseline and we'll take what happens. Just I'd, I'd rather watch that. All right. Hey, I want to get to Rizzo and his uh, and it feels like old news now. But Riz coming out along with Jason Hayward, by the way, uh, who have not gotten the vaccine. Hayward's comments like, well, they're all the rest of them are vaccinated, so I don't have to be. That was pretty terrible. Uh, but here's team leader Rizzo. And there was like three percent of me that was just thinking 
boo him today. Like when he comes to the play and Jordan, you were there. Was there one, yeah. boo, was there one boo for Anthony Rizzo when he came to the plate last Friday against the Cardinals after admitting on the David Kaplan show, Cap and Jay hood on ESPN 1000 that he just needs more research. I mean, if there was, I didn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> I think I would say that the reaction in his first at bat was probably more muted than normal, but even that I would say might be a stretch. But then when he had that at bat of the year, you know, he gets a curtain call. He is, he's showered with love. And so, you know, 114 pitch at bat that results in a home run, which not to make light of it, I mean, that was incredible to bat, uh, seemed to absolve him of his uh, skewed scientific beliefs. I, I guess my whole thing with the, uh, with the two of them, with Hayward and Rizzo, is that neither one of them made a logical explanation as to why they're not getting vaccinated because there isn't one right so the pretzel logic that is required of these people that don't want to take the solution uh and again like you know we've talked about this before and obviously there's really no reason not to get vaccinated on a human level but if we just take the you know you're protecting yourself and others equation out not to sound like the biggest cynic in the world and then we just look at it from a baseball standpoint. He continues to put the Cubs at a competitive disadvantage. And again, now I'm just waiting for it where, you know, now it seems we know that it's Arietta and Sogard and Hayward and Rizzo and most of these guys for the most part have admitted publicly that they're not getting vaccinated. Well, one of them is going to get it, right? 100%. And when they get it, they're all going to be out. And this season is going to end up screwing the Cubs more because it's one thing if they end up winning the division and they do something because then you can justify it. But if they end up blowing the playoffs and then not getting anything for these free agents because they underachieved due to a reason that could have been completely avoidable, that's going to be hard to swallow. And listen, I there has been rumor about why Rizzo is not going to get it. He hasn't said anything publicly yet. And maybe he decides to get it next year. But, like, it's hard to be – it's hard for me to understand how you can label this guy as a leader of the team and the face of your franchise and all this stuff and then have him come out and say that he's not getting it and have bunk reasons for why he's not getting it. It's just for me, it's hard It's hard to understand that. All I, all I care about is when he hit the bomb, how high did you jump and going nuts? Or were you in integrity with his non-vaccinated ass? I, I was uh, – I would say I was not jumping. I was pleased at the result, but honestly, well, I, you I, I, hi, you <laughs> high fived everyone in section one twenty four. I know I you. Did, did. I, I went to I a. This is anyone. a different scenario. Yeah. This is a different scenario because it was involving the game and not like being like a decent human. But I went to the game the day after Sammy Sosa had corked his bat, and yeah. he had appealed the suspension, so he was playing. So he comes up. And he gets a standing ovation. The dude has just cheated in the most obvious way possible in the game. He comes up next day, standing O against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time. So my, my, it's just fun. 
That's amazing. Is that a Wade Boggs Tampa Bay Devil Rays team? It might have been a, a, a Wade Boggs Tampa Bay Devil Rays team. I'm not entirely sure. My favorite standing ovation in Cubs history, which was so vintage Cub, and it wasn't a standing ovation, but it was a nice smattering of applause, as uh, perhaps Pat Hughes would say. When Alex Gonzalez came back to the Cubs with the Toronto Blue Jays, I think it was. I think that's the team he was on. Now batting Alex Gonzalez. And the crowd cheers his ass. Because he's a former cover, like you, you idiots. That's the dude that cost you the World Series. You want to, you want to <laughs> crucify Bartman? He's the, he's the asshole who dropped the ground ball. You're gonna cheer him? Like yeah, at least that's a bad look. At least yeah. go silent. Uh, I you mean, I would have. I would have thrown things at him. I would have been okay with it. And then, and, and, and that, that you guys are cheering him. Yeah, I mean, isn't that good? And he no, seemed like he was so great, and then all of a sudden made an error. He wasn't that; he was very mediocre. He was average. Yeah, and he was an okay player. I, I will yeah, say, he was like, me in high school, great, in very all honesty, if, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like I've always appreciated Anthony Rizzo for you know what he represents to the Cubs, and you know all the the work he does with Lurie Children's Hospital and all this stuff. But like that was a tough one to take. Like yeah. his, I, I have to say, it's. The last few days, it has been hard because I know that in sports, we latch onto these people and they're just like everybody else. They have the same flaws as everybody else. And you can't get too wrapped up in them. And I know, logically, I know that guys will disappoint you, but especially for a guy like it just, he's had significant health issues. He works with kids who can't get vaccinated right now. And I, I just like, what doctor is telling him not That's to get what vaccinated? I would say. Like, what, Consultation like, what? with the doctors. I was like, is it a witch doctor from Texas? Like who consultation? Is with this who? Dr. Oz? Like, who is he talking <laughs> to? Like, I'm seriously like, I, I just, it's just so it's so it's, it's deeply disappointing. I mean, it's, it's not I mean, for Hayward. Hayward's explanation was worse. Whatever. I felt like his explanation was considerably worse and honestly made me angry to live, to read those comments. And, you know, I mean, it it just, but Rizzo, it was just like, man, that was a dagger between Rizzo and Bryant. Chris Bryant is a freaking saint. Like that guy is just a, he's just a straight up good dude. Any like all day long Rizzo, as you underline Jordan, he does a ton of good and all that. However, at least at times, I think Rizzo is a little bit too much in love with Rizzo, a little more selfish. Uh, by the way, this was uh, this was Jason Hayward's comment, just in case people missed it, because you guys have brought it up. The last time I got the flu shot, I got H1N1 and the regular flu shot. I was out of it for three days and I was younger, Hayward told reporters. And so for me, my reasoning for not getting the flu shot every year is it's offered to us at the same time every year, September, right before October. I've been playing on a lot of teams that have a chance to get into the postseason. The last thing I want to do is feel like shit in September by choice. All right, if I get the flu, I'm pretty sure I know how to fight it. And then he continues on. They're worried about us. They need to worry about people coming to the games. If shit breaks out and there's a rise in infections, it ain't going to be because of something we did. We ain't allowed to go around fans. Could be something that happens because of people here not wearing masks when they're, when they're told to please wear your mask. So it's like he understands the danger, but he's not putting it on himself. Right. He's deferring yeah, to which, other people. Yeah, right. It's which like, well, it's like, I, it's like, I know you are, but what am I? No, it's like you can't – I mean, I'm not saying that there's zero validity to what he's saying in terms of other fans. And I realize that there is an inherent risk in the fact that, you know, not everyone is vaccinated and people are allowed not to wear a mask at the park. I mean, I, it does say in the Cubs guidelines that 
if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. But we all know that those people are not wearing masks. So I get that point. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get it. It's and right. it also doesn't mean you're on a platform, man. You're, it's an, a very, you're, you're an athlete. It's a very easy solution. Uh, hey, 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 Jason, it's David Ross. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, you suck right now. And I read your comments and you're worried about feeling like shit. Well, people do feel like shit from t- uh, getting the, the, the vaccine. So you won't be playing for this week. We're going to let you think about everything. And then you're going to come back and you're going to be vaccinated. It's going to be sweet. You in? That's what I would yeah. go with. But either, by the way, don't you don't have to get it. But by the way, you're not playing for the next four days unless I absolutely. Right, but see, they, they can't do we're that. We're playing four straight lefties, so we're not, we'll yeah. schedule it when we're playing like two consecutive lefties after that anyway. That you won't that you won't hit. There we go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I have to say though, the guys that are unvaccinated, I mean, have not produced. I mean, Arietta has been bad. Rizzo's been pretty uh, good. Rizzo's. I mean, he's been okay recently. I mean, he's starting to hit recently, but I would say. Rizzo this season has been, you know, low slug, um, okay year, not great. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly think like if you're, if we're, I mean, Sogard has done nothing. I mean, the guys that have not been vaccinated are really not helping the team. I know the one Which, thing Sogard does is he rips that double into the right center field gap, and then Willie Harris sends home Jake Marzik, and he's thrown out by 25 feet. So I was like, even when he does something good, it doesn't turn into anything good. It drives me nuts. Yeah. They have not been a very likable team this year. They're just not. I mean, compared to the team on the south side, it's not even – it's it's so starkly different. This is uh, something that uh, I shouldn't ask, but I – the, the new Cubs public address announcer, which is an incredible story, he's 21 years old. Uh, Jeremiah, do you know his last name offhand? Paparaki. Paparaki. Okay. And who was the an, uh, who was the Cubs PA guy before Paparaki, who left to be? Uh, uh, that was uh, oh gosh, and Andy Bellison. Andy Bellison. Have you listened to Paparaki and Bellison in the same room? How they sound it, very similar. How yeah. is it possible that these two sound exactly alike? It's like it's I think like, that's what won the day. They they found a guy that sounds exactly like the old guy, and they were like, "All right, we got a winner." They literally they do. It's just it's, from an outsider's perspective, like listening to the game. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, I thought the Cubs got a new person from last year. I'm like, I know the story, but it sounds like the same dude. Literally, if we yeah. went if we went all time rankings though, when the Cubs had Paul Friedman. No one said Jose Hernandez, Hernandez better than Paul Friedman. Why that was get, incredible. What happened to Paul Friedman? I don't know. Why do people not want this gig for life? I'll just tell you this much. If I had been, uh, what was his first name? Dave Abelson. Uh, Andy Bellison. Dave Abelson, I went to University of Iowa with. Andy, if I had been Andy <laughs> Bellison. Hey, Dave. Uh, Dave, you're the man. Living in New York now. Good, good, good man. Decent. Uh, Love drugs. Uh, so did I back in the day. You're leaving. You're leaving the Cubs. You can't. You, you're not negotiating. At least let me do half the games. Where's the negotiation? How about weekends? You something. Yeah. I'm not giving maybe, up. That maybe game. he got too excited announcing a visiting player's name, like a la Ray Clay in the in the early 2000s. <laughs> Our guy Ray Clay with the Bulls. <laughs> Michael came back. That 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 was so unbelievably petty. Uh, I want to introduce Michael like I always introduce Michael. You're fired. What? 
the greatest athlete ever coming back home. And I want to give him a nice ovation. No, our 20 win basketball team needs to get psyched up for Ron Mercer, not Michael Jordan. Harry Carey and Steve Stone. We go in the bottom of the second with Steve Bochelle leading it off. Steve Bouchelle has a very sore left elbow. Oral Hershiser hit him in the elbow, and unfortunately for Steve, it got a lot more of the bone than it did the meat. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. There's a drive by Bouchelle way back in the left center, way back near the fence, gonna be caught, and it is. Scott Bullitt. Ran over to near the ivy, past the 368 foot mark. And they, they honored Rick Wilkins. He is now called what, Sir Wilkins? Sir Rick. Sir Rick. Wilkins hitting 295, one home run behind Sammy Sosa. Wilkins had two out of four yesterday. No, I'm taking that back. One out of four. Line drive, base hit, right field. The game is tied. Here's Derek May racing for third. So Bouchel drives in his 36th run of the year. Hits a high fly ball, deep right center, back toward the wall is Gwen. That ball is gone. Yes. Game tied 3-3. Uh -uh. Yes, sir. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.